Listen up, you fuckers. <laughs> no more, no more, say no to less mobile. Say yes to more, more, but this is no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Say no to less mobile. Say yes to more, more, but this is no more, no more, no more, no more, no. Uh, what one's this? Episode 12. 12, yeah. So we are here for No Mo's the Mumble, episode 12, and we are giving this to you for free because we're in a charitable mood, aren't we? Oh, to we go are, along with our charity podcast. But we won't be giving you too much detail as, you know. It's, it's the light version. We're not made of sex. Yeah. yeah. Pay us for the detail. Yeah. Exactly. Um, or, or go on TechCrunch. It's like, <laughs> go to our sister site. This is Nomo Local. Nomo Express. Nomo Lomo. I'm making a supermarket joke. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, people think this is recorded a week after our last one. Oh. So, has much changed in your life in this week, Chris? Not really, no. Okay, cool. And you, Liam? Uh, no, no. Fulham drew last night, didn't they? Yeah, we got a point. Nice. Who was that against? That was against, uh, I think it was against Nottingham Forest. What time time did it start? (laughs) Three three o'clock? No, this was, so it's a midweek game, so it was at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock it starts? Yeah. Liam doesn't go to the away games though, he doesn't care that much. No. (laughs) He just likes going to the cottage and Instagramming pictures of the Thames from there. I should just go to Chicken Cottage. (laughs) (laughs) Just just chill there. Just to stare at things you can't have. Stop stop eating this, I'm a vegan. (laughs) Um, yeah, you do love a you do love a picture. It's weird you're always carrying around like world renowned photographers to take your Instagram post though, isn't it? I know. You are one though, aren't you? I am. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Like um it. so yes, uh, we should jump straight into the news because this is an express edition. It is. Chris, you go first, mate. Well, so my bit of news is there's a new app in town Um, move over Tinder move over Bumble welcome order a daddy yeah Um, so the uh, London Sperm Bank have cut out the middleman you don't need a dating app anymore you just spunk ladies (laughs) 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 guys just keep doing what you're doing girls just order some sperm on, on an app now um, well, and they just send it to you. They send it to a local centre for you to go and pick it up. Oh, I was going to say, I uh, get you, sorry. Yes. Carry and on. this, this um, I will come back to the point that you are illustrating mm. uh, in a minute. Um, but basically, it's mimicking the Tinder style functionality of being able to swipe through profiles, but there'll be no pictures or names. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so, you can't tell what your potential. The father will look like, or his genetics. Just, or... You can't see any pictures. Yeah, no, you're not getting like... a dad, Liam. You're getting a baby. <laughs> no, but you can choose the baby based on strong genetics. Like, if Johnny Vegas came up, you'd probably swipe no. It's to... yeah. So you can basically you get characteristics. So you get like uh, you know they're Caucasian, English, got green eyes, bright dark brown hair, that kind of stuff. For the UKIP voter. For the UKIP voter, exactly. Um, and then you can. Women can create a wish list. Um, Lovely. They, this uh, is weird. And they can pay for it through the app. It's basically online ordering of sperm. How do you tell if the sperm comes with loads of money? Because that's what they'll want. <laughs> um, so I guess it's just sort of 
digitizing an existing service because at the moment I guess when you go into a sperm donors they just get that information in a file you don't get pictures mm-hmm. or anything yep. like that it is all anonymous unless they unless a donor says that they're happy to be named um, but what you guys were, were hitting on quite aptly before I've just taken the piss out of it is <laughs> loads of people are saying that this is completely trivializing parenthood um, so one group called Quantavail said this reproduction this is reproduction via the mobile phone it's digital dads choose daddy this is the ultimate denigration of fatherhood um, so some people are kicking off they're not very happy about this and is the actual name order a daddy um, it's being dubbed that okay uh, so the, it, the actual uh, name is uh, the London Sperm Bank app but they're, they're dubbing it Order a daddy. Okay. Um, so there you go. Wow. Wow, there we go. There's an app for that. Uh, I'll go next. So uh, WhatsApp and old Facey B are in trouble with the German privacy watchdog. As they Facebook are basically taking user data from WhatsApp, which is very naughty. Um, so this privacy watchdog have called it an infringement of national data protection law. Which sounds illegal. Mm. <laughs> sounds very serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so WhatsApp have been told. I can't figure out if it's WhatsApp have been told it or Facebook, but I know they're kind of the same thing in terms of ownership. But they've been told they have to delete all previously collected data. And the reason this has happened is because WhatsApp's going to share the data, including phone numbers um, and some they think in the future will be contacts, even if you're not contacts on Facebook, it will share the numbers between the two. Oh, right. Which okay. is naughty. Very. Um, and people are annoyed, and there's a quote from this watchdog, it says, it has to be the user's decision whether they want to connect their account with Facebook. Therefore, Facebook has to ask permission in advance, which is something they're not doing at the moment. Mm. So they're just connecting your accounts behind your back. So can you turn this off at the moment, or I don't think so. You can, it's just always, always they're just on. doing it. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, Scheiser. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there are French and UK privacy watchdogs, which I think is Anne Robson. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just she's just watching it, saying what what one, and uh, <laughs> watching it like the dog she is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, there. They're basically looking and they're saying they're not going to do anything about it yet, but they think something might need to be done about it, which is not very helpful to anyone, is it? So um, Facebook have come back and they said they're going to appeal the decision and they've given a quote saying, Facebook complies with the EU data protection law. We will appeal this order and we will work with Hamburg DPA in an effort to address their questions and resolve any concerns. Great. Sweet. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as you do that in an appropriate manner, which means you stop. Yes. Then fine. So if you're in Germany listening to this, you won't understand it. Yeah. Watch out. Don't use WhatsApp. Or Facebook. <laughs> cool. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Liam. Uh, so this week or towards the end of last week, I think Google Allo was kind of... Um, released to public for downloads and Google Allo is effectively Google's answer to iMessage. So last week Chris was talking us through 
kind of some of the benefits of iMessage and what their kind of long-term plan is and how they're incorporating apps and conversational UI to kind of make it the go-to hub to not only message your friends but then interact with uh, I don't know like table bookings other apps to send money to people um, and effectively Google Allo is very similar it's kind of you can message your friends as normal from the contact book um, and if they don't have Google Allo it'll just send an SMS instead you can send gifts photos um, pictures stickers all that sort of stuff so yeah, I've used it for the last couple of days and it seems pretty good, uh, quite intuitive and you can actually interact really well with the conversational UI, ask questions such as what is the weather for the next uh, two weeks or over the weekend and if you answer that question, it's what's really good is it follows it up with other questions. So it will say, do you want, to, um, do you want me to tell you the weather every day or every morning? And if you click that, it goes, what time would you like me to? Um, so then it will send you a weather update as a message every morning. Um, you can ask questions like, where's the nearest pub around here? Or what's, where's the best restaurant? And it brings it up all within the app and relays the information. Um, it's got good little features such as group convos. So, I mean, they're very similar to iMessage. Mm. It's basically, they're just trying to capture the Android market and incorporate all of Google's other bits of technology that it's got laying around to kind of make it a bit better, I guess. Yeah. Cool, well, good news, but I'm going to have to stop you there mm-hmm. because we don't want to run out of stuff to talk about next week. Mm. So we'll let you know what's coming up next week a bit later on. Yes. Cool. We'll just be reusing that, that part you just did. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there, there is the news. Um, and now we're going to move on to talking about charity. Yes. Charity apps and some cool stuff going on. Um, Chris... You're regularly using charity to live. I, I am. <laughs> so why don't you kick us off? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the charity space is actually a really exciting one uh, within mobile. Um, if people keep keep sort of in on top of you know what what's going on and if they've seen any of the cool campaigns recently, uh, there's all sorts. Um, so we spoke a few weeks ago about an app called Charity Miles. Mm. Um, which, if you guys remember, is an app which basically you select a charity that you want to donate to mm. uh, or you want donations to go to um, and then the app, similar to Strava, will track your your walking or your, your distance and then basically however far you walk, an, an amount is donated to charity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's linking almost kind of similar to you know what Pokemon Go was going with getting people out out and about and um, exercising. Um, so that actually comes through partners. So so similar to when you're at the cricket and Waitrose say for every four that's hit, they give a hundred quid to such and such a charity. Charity, these partners as part of their corporate social responsibility will say, okay, you know, for every mile that is walked, we will donate ten p or whatever it might be, um, and then you just you just walk around. Cool. It's really really good app actually. Um, I've used it a few times and I think recently they announced they raised like nearly one and a half million pounds. Wow. Which is pretty impressive for just people running around and earning money for charities. Yeah. Like just shows what can actually be done without even that much effort from individuals. Someone should put it on their dog and dog could be like the nation's highest charity giver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be shot just, by Waitrose. Just have, it costs us a fortune. Just having a great time. 
Um, but you know that that is an example of innovation where the, the charity sector is actually kind of excelling in that, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's exciting to see. Um, people innovating in that space to make donations easier. I mean, you mentioned dogs there. I mean, this isn't necessarily mobile, but it was a really cool use of technology by a charity. Um, I think it was Battersea Dogs Home, or one of the major uh, pet or animal charities. I remember this. You could donate and then punch a dog, can you? (laughs) (laughs) The more you gave, the more hits you can get. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, No. Um, Thank God they put contactless readers on a, on a jacket of a dog and then walked them around the park and people could just tap their uh, like Apple Pay or contactless card against that and it would pre-take two pounds off that card. That's brilliant. It'd be uh, hilarious if it took like a hundred quid and you're like, police, I've just been mugged by a dog in the park. <laughs> no, you haven't. But you're these right. dogs, I mean, I looked at the promotional video and these dogs were so sweet, you wouldn't care. I paid two hundred quid. Come back, yeah. Come back. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good scam because when you kind of see it, it ain't a scam. <laughs> <laughs> but when you see a puppy, you want to immediately go over and kind of like be friendly with it. But yeah. if it jumps up, which a puppy normally would, Beep. if it brushes on your wallet, <laughs> it could just keep. So you'd be walking around just like, oh, this is my puppy. It would like jump up on you, and just before you know it. Plus four quid from We just need to make an eyes at all look like a dog. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's the next We could dress you, dress you up. I'm not an eyes Could be a little puppy, though. I could be. Yeah. Pretty small, like one of those chihuahua rat things. <laughs> People would punch me. Probably. But yeah. you get two pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'd, I'd charge it out to let people punch you. It's weird, because I wouldn't. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah, so that, that was quite a cool use of technology. Um... That is really good, yeah. Did you guys see recently the Alzheimer's augmented reality app? I didn't what like use it, but yeah, I saw that did you, you see it? it? I have heard about it, yeah. yeah. Um, so this was a, a campaign by Alzheimer's UK, um, and they created uh, an augmented reality application which put people in the shoes of somebody with Alzheimer's. So it was kind of, um, you went into a supermarket, you were, you were sort of carrying out daily tasks and one of them was you went into a supermarket and you had tasks to go and get certain um, items, mm-hmm. um, but things kept changing, the store kept changing um, around, things kept disappearing and reappearing, the shopping list would change and all these things and it was actually really confusing. Um, people would appear and then disappear uh, and it was a really quite immersive experience of sort of putting you in the shoes of somebody with I think the um, the UK Association for LSD users just used the same app as well <laughs> yeah just reskinned it yeah you're not even in a shop which is crazy <laughs> uh, that's a really good way of like you were saying uh, charities are becoming a lot more kind of um What's the word? Kind of using immersive techniques now and kind of new new ways to convey what actual like these problems are. Yeah, to it kind of replicate because to be if you're to money, does it? exactly if you're just to like read the charity's website, you'd read about Alzheimer's and you kind of you'd have an understanding of it, but until you actually kind of see it um, happen, like you say for this app, it was kind of got put you into this supermarket. It has such a stronger effect on how you perceive the disease or yeah. the, the cause that you're trying to raise money for 
And in the long term, you they probably will raise more money because people will feel connected by it. Absolutely. Um, um, there's an example. So uh, Save the Children used Erasma as part of... Uh, and Erasma is a, a, an augmented reality platform app. Um, and they use that as part of a campaign to help raise awareness and boost donations for their East Africa appeal um, using a digital message embedded within one of their newsletters uh, to 240,000 supporters. Um, and basically... If you receive that newsletter, you'd, op- you'd open the Erasmus app and point the, c- at the camera at the newsletter and watch an engaging video about the charity's life-saving work. Um, and the whole idea was, you know, was to make it more interactive rather than just receiving a newsletter that you don't read, yep. actually getting somebody to act on something and then watch a bit of content uh, was, was designed to um, you know, actually have more of an impact. Because to be fair though, charity is one of those sectors that does seem to be slightly behind in the sense that the technology has been around for ages, but it's only kind of recent times where people are trying to push boundaries a little bit and try some new stuff out to raise more awareness and can kind of make it a bit more interesting. Charity is quite, I know it's not meant to be fun, but it's quite like a, I think, don't think dull is the right word, but it's quite an old fashioned approach to you pay a monthly kind of subscription or donation and you get a newsletter. People are after a bit more kind of on the go or some extra information that technology can um, provide. I'm sure, I'm sure that comes down to the kind of business case of can we take 100 grand out of potential like donations going to a good cause to yeah. this app? Yeah. But one, now the technology is getting kind of cheaper to implement and, and it's a bit more widespread it's, it is becoming one of the more creative areas yeah. of the industry I mean dull you'll like, you'll like this um, so there's dull. a charity in America called Copperfield uh, which is a youth breast cancer charity okay no it's um, not it's like about metal pipes Copper, yeah, yeah feeling it's copper. Really nice, yeah. It's for people that have lost the ability to feel copper. Yeah, uh, it's great. I thought actually. I was on my own. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so I mean, it make, makes no sense that they uh, released what they are describing as the world's first augmented augmented reality three D boob billboard. That's not what those people need at all. It's not. They want to feel some hard copper. <laughs> <laughs> A three D yeah. boob billboard. Yes, yeah. feeling what is hard it? What copper. Is it? It's Copperfield is a what kind of charity? Breast cancer. Yes. 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 Not what um, I said. No, not what you said. Mm. Um, and this was using the Blipper platform. Um, Blipper. And again, so you'd open the Blipper app, point it at a billboard, and it would uh, allow people to see the boobs in three D. But um, this sounds fun. Don't get me wrong. But you're just standing there in the street. <laughs> Looking at a billboard, everyone else thinks just looks like a new new billboard for House of Cards, and on your screen is just a pair of tits. <laughs> like creep. I, you'd hope that there is kind of an, a bit more information as well yes. as just displaying. It is a couple of breasts. Yeah, yeah it's you know it's it's all part of their campaign. Um, I mean, I there's a video here that I haven't uh, had a chance to watch. But, um, yeah, it just... It would be interesting to see the kind of results and the feedback that they've had. And if, I don't know, for example, they've received more donations since they've put the campaign out. Why Um, don't we do some investigative journalism and ask? Oh, I'm not sure about that, mate. (laughs) Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) 
but it would be, yeah. It would be interesting because it would be good to kind of find out how... Because to us, it sounds a bit kind of a bit out there, a bit crazy. But if it's worked, then that could be pretty pretty cool avenue for other charities to go mm. down. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the video now and the, the boobs are in a bra, just so you know. Uh, and it is, it's just making that... It's basically allowing people to interact with that advertisement and get them to, in, to engage and mm. do something. Is it then, for young people? Yes, Copperfield is for young people, yeah. Yeah, so like they're more likely to look, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. If, yeah. if it's some old man, you'd be like, oh, I don't care what reason you have behind looking at that. Yeah, there should be an age limit on it. <laughs> um, I guess campaigns like that are mainly for word of mouth because if someone then kind of like views it, they'd obviously tell at least yeah, one other person. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's all about spreading awareness. It's for then. awareness, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the underlying factor here is you've got major platforms like Just Giving, um, which are your kind of, you know, they, they create an app to make it easier for people to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of mobile uh, that we're seeing used in charity is for raising awareness. Um, and, and sort of campaign-led, I would say, uh, more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it, really. Sweet. Um, that's kind of charity in a nutshell. We will be writing a blog post uh, about this next week, giving a bit more detail. Um, but yeah. Charity. Charity. Well done, charity. It's, a, it's an interesting sector, I think. There's a lot out there that is... You've just said it was dull and a scam. Well, no, this is... <laughs> so what I was saying is traditionally traditionally it's dull and now it's not. I love that dog one. I'm going to be going up with my phone to all the dogs. Oh, uh, got one. Yeah, got one. not contactless. Get off my dog, you pervert. You need to put one on Ollie, your cat. Okay, yeah. You'll make no donations. You don't go near anyone. <laughs> Like father, like son. Exactly. Anyway. No, me. Say goodbye, Nathan. Do you no, it's my part. I know it's Thank your part. You. I'm prompting you. No, we need to talk. Next week, we're going to be having a look at... Because um, Google have been bringing out a few apps. You've got uh, Jewel. You've got Allo. Uh, what was the other one? Trips. Tri- trips, yeah. So we're going to have a look at those three and probably pick up on all the bad points. Probably. Because um, that's our star. Brilliant. No. Yeah. <laughs> So watch out, Google. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lock up your servers. We're coming for you. <laughs> With an infectious podcast. Hey. Yeah. On that bombshell. Let's let Top Gear. Anyway, Chris, say goodbye. Goodbye. Liam, would you please say goodbye? See you later. It's no more, no more. Goodbye. Do, do, do. No more, no more, no more, no more, say no to less more, but say yes to more, more, but this is no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, say no to less more, but say yes to more, more, but this is no more, no more, no more, no more.